<laughs> Tell you butt cheeks, folks. We're live. Yeah, we're we're back to doing that. We're back to doing that. So we're just gonna start this little music here. I want to hear about this college. Thing. I love this part. Oh, you got rid let's of it. Do this. Are you waiting <laughs> for that part? The let's do this. That's <laughs> that's that's actually my wife, Chelsea. <laughs> she has thoughts. When she does the outro, this is the outro. I fucking snort laugh the first time I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the cheesiest damn thing I've heard. That is great. Oh, that's going to tickle her pink. Because <laughs> I put that together, and then I let her listen to it. Like, it was just a surprise that I put it together and let her listen to it. And she was like, ah. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's because I'm, I'm – I'm, first off, the, the number one reason why a lot of this is set up the way that it is is because I'm lazy. For one, there was a lot of time constraints in the beginning. Right now I'm on FMLA, so I got a lot of free time. But I had one day to record, one day to edit. That was it. And so when I was putting a lot of this together, I needed to cut out as much of the time-consuming parts as possible. And so I got really lazy on things. And But that was just a really creative way for me to be like, you know what, I don't need a fancy intro. All I need is her, and that works perfectly. So it works in my real life, and it works in my podcast life too. People bash laziness. We have so many good things in our life and sciences Innovation comes that from were lazy. developed because of laziness. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, how can yeah. we do this better, more efficiently, quicker, everything else? And so it was just like. Ergonomics boom. is about comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all about comfort. All this came from comfort. <laughs> Where you at, Bobby? Okay. So, yeah, we do need to introduce Bobby because this, this is your first time. Right yeah, this is my boy. Yeah. So, again, this week we have somebody calling in to have a couple of conversations with us. So, Bobby, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, bro? Uh, so, I do some stuff and things, uh, and it's fun. There you go. No, I, I love I, it. I love it. I don't, I don't really need an introduction. I just I, I want to have these conversations with you guys. That's why... Like listening to the first, I don't know, five, six, seven, or eight of these, I've been like, all right, these are topics that when you're sitting around at the water cooler, someone goes, this is too deep of a conversation. I'm out. I want to keep going. Same, same. I have this made many, I have made many a social gatherings incredibly awkward because someone will briefly mention something. And I'm like, no, you don't get to say that at face level. We're deep diving now. And they're like, no, I don't want to. I was like, then you shouldn't have committed. Like, like, if you're going to commit on, to saying something out loud, then you've got to be open to someone, like, you know, calling you on it or answering to it or being like, hey, we should discuss that. And But that, you're right. That makes people uncomfortable. I personally think that's an issue. But if you don't feel comfortable, you know, having those conversations, it's one of the reasons why I set up this podcast. I'll have them for you. I want to take a moment well, to mention Brianna Taylor. Okay, continue. No, we can talk about Brianna Taylor. I got <laughs> Wait, you, you think you're going to make the white dude sitting across from you uncomfortable? No, Let's talk about I Brianna thought Taylor. I it was a good talking point because of everything you led up to saying it makes people uncomfortable. Oh, it does make people uncomfortable. And and that's why, those conversations. you know, like I said earlier, I do not think that I'm anybody special, but I'm willing to have these conversations so that people can hear them. And that's why, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you have any thoughts or opinions or anything that you think needs to be added to the conversation, reach out to us and let us know. We will, we will talk about it on your behalf if you don't feel like you can. Or if you feel like you can and you want to, by all means, be like Bobby. Listen to something and be like, I think I need it. I have something to say. And then call us and we'll, and we'll talk about he it. Is. Right? That's how Bobby got here. Your vetting process on the phone calls, it's not that good. No, no. Troy was like, hey, man, I got a buddy. And I was like, cool, let's talk. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> 
I'm very relaxed. I'm very open to having a conversation with pretty much anybody about anything. Um, I, I don't put a lot of limitations on things specifically because I don't think that we should be afraid to have conversations. One of the issues that we do have in society right now is people are afraid to speak their mind. And I want people to speak their mind, whether they're right or wrong, because then I know where they stand. India, I, I, he's talking to you. Get your rupees together and give us a call. <laughs> are you referencing the international thing now? Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll, to put that into perspective, we, we found out that we have listeners here in the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico, Australia, India, and Austria. So as small as we are and as average as we are, we're coast to coast and international. So yeah, India, call us. That would be amazing. Worldwide. I could have some fantastic conversations with somebody living in India right now. I, I They may not like it because I'd probably take it to a theological standpoint because that fascinates me like what, what happens. The time we are currently experiencing so, some... Oh, there he is. There he is. You have people from, from all over. Hello? No! <laughs> <laughs> of all the things for us to get, we got the no! <laughs> so we have Luke Skywalker on the podcast. How'd you feel to find out that Vader was your daddy? <laughs> Who do you call if you hear somebody Oh, we're going to have to figure online. out a better way to do this. Um, yeah, we do. So when we, had, uh, when we had Peter on, we did it through Zoom. And that, that seemed to work out pretty well. Do y'all have Zoom that we could work with? I can oh, call you on Zoom. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna let Bobby go for just a minute. We're gonna try this over Zoom. Anyway, so this is Bobby. Bobby doesn't need much of an introduction, apparently. He does stuff and things and it's fun. People know it's fun. Yeah. He's Everything's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love that kind of I love that kind of introduction because it's like, look, I'm not gonna take myself too seriously, and I appreciate that level of mental state. Because I never I, take well, myself too seriously, or at least I try I, I not think, to. I think this, the conversations on this show in general will let you know more about someone than their introduction. I agree Just with from that. what I've heard so far. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because one of the things, that, you know, when people ask me, they're like, hey, man, like, what's the show about? Listen to it. <laughs> which, yeah, is, which is my way of trying to cop people into listening to it. But like, <laughs> it's a bunch of words. It's also kind of hard to define because there's not one particular thing that we address on this show. I, I know that the three main things that I always wanted to try and cover was philosophy, religion, and politics. And we've done a really good job of hitting those three, you know, continuously. Um, but I'm, I'll never narrow down just on like one niche thing because there's just too much for us to talk about. So I guess if I had to try and narrow it down at all, it would be everyday people having difficult conversations and trying to figure out how we can get to some level of truth, even though we're coming from different perspectives, you know, cause so I'm philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. That it's definitely, I approach things from more of a philosophical standpoint because that's what I use to try and understand the things that go on around me. Um, and, and it can be, should. It can be a little frustrating for people when I break it to that level, but what they have to understand is the only way that we can come to a compromise when we're disagreeing is we have to understand each other's perspectives, which is why I called the podcast downright dialectical to start with. You, it, without dialectical thinking, you can't get anywhere. What our listeners are listening to is applied social sciences. Yeah, I could agree with that. That's what we're doing, right? This is the application of what you read in your books and what you hear about. And we try to take stances that will develop each other's minds. And it's still sharpening steel. Sometimes it's still sharpening rubber bands. Other time it's uh, 
Yeah, and Still sometimes even <laughs> sometimes even taking stances that we personally may not agree with. Yeah, um, and but that's just because we got to have devils. right here. That guy on that screen. Uh oh, you talk about a sword fight, motherfucker. This guy can go and defend some shit and be like eight stances off of what the fuck he's defending. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just—it's called diversion. It's not really. It's like I'll just—it's a skill misdirect, set. and then you'll go. Wait a minute. What were we talking about? And I'll go. Don't worry about it. We're good. I was probably wrong. So I was on. using that stance to. Uh, he uses a stance to exploit the flaws in somebody's argument, but it's not a stance he believes in. But he uses those exploits for his own argument. And then regurgitates their bullshit back to them and shows them their, their flaws and their thought process. Yeah, sometimes and you have to. It's really, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting to watch. I've seen him doing it on a few feeds, and I'm like, I'm a fan of his work. I, That's yeah, word art, I, I, I think I ticked a lot of people off when it, and I, I think this is one of the ones you're talking about, is the um, the news in the uh, race for, what, what is it? The redneck uh, circle race. NASCAR? Uh, uh, NASCAR. Yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's my brain's description of it. There you go. That's how primitive redneck I am. Circles. The redneck wow. circle. Redneck circle race. That's okay. We got there. We knew what you were talking about based off of that description. So so one of the things that I did is I just I just threw a picture up. I believe is, that's how it went down. Is And I know that it had already sparked issues in people everywhere because they were like, oh, no, that that noose was there months prior or this was uh, a, a different person's garage and he just happened to be there. And like all the excuses. I don't know if you guys understand what topic I'm talking about. Yes. Are you aware of it? Yeah. The only okay. NASCAR so, or the only black NASCAR driver. Bubba they, Wallace. Yeah. They found a, a noose in his garage. Right. So I, I, I knew that no matter what I put up about it, I was going to get nothing, but well, you don't understand or you're not this or not. So my, my, my direction was instead to just kind of lay it out there and make a comment, not necessarily saying to or against what happened, but just depending on who you are, you would have read my comment and you would have said, yeah, that's right. Because F the guy for being black or yeah, that's right. Because they shouldn't have done that just because he's black or it would it had an option of giving someone who read stance. it. Right. And it forced them to speak their mind. Right. And it was up to interpretation. And it was kind of a cruel thing to do because I was putting people on the spot. But my issue is, is I don't think it's right for people to run around and tell their opinion as fact. It's ignorant. It's, it's it's insane. But we, for whatever reason in 2020, we did it for fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good time. (laughs) That's a really good description of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that's how the whole thing went down. We just, made shit up and ran with it. But, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I threw it out there and immediately I got people just arguing back and forth. And, and I was like, okay, if that's how you think about that, then what if, I mean, what it really is uh, uh, the problem with it, right? Mm-hmm. Was it actually just the way they tied up the ropes, the drawdowns for the garage, or was it done intentionally? And then they're like, well, it doesn't matter. It's blah, 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 blah. Whatever their opinion was, I would say, okay, so let's just throw this out there being that NASCAR has the image behind it, being that, you know, we all understand the issues in this country right now. Why would anyone even say that's an acceptable way to tie something, whether or not it had any meaning whatsoever? Why are we still continuing to buy brand new ropes and still tying them in this fashion and throwing it up there when there's a million other ways you could do this. And there's even 
little one dollar uh, pieces of circle plastic you run the rope through, and then they can just grab it like a legit handle. Like there's better, more, yeah, less should I say less uh, racist versions of a way to pull a garage door closed. Well, I and, think it's because people don't that, understand the power of symbolism. Right. Especially when they. you have, uh, and that's the argument, right? Depending on who you are, you, you do or you don't. And depending on your upbringing, you're not ignorant to the situation. So you may use it, but easily be able to say, well, I don't know. I'm dumb here. Yeah. And that's not fair. But that's the reality of it. I would also take it back to the beginning where you said that maybe it was a cruel thing to do. I don't. I wouldn't give it that power because they didn't have to respond. So that, that okay. wasn't a cruel thing to do. The fact that they put their opinion out there is on them, not you. Sure, but it's bait, and it's and it's not. I, I still do it. I'll do it to somebody just because I want to know their stance. And just like we talked about uh, before, where someone comes up to you in a water cooler and you have a conversation, and they go, "Well, that's too much for me. I'm out." I get that. And the workplace, sure, it's too much. But right. outside of the workplace, would you continue this conversation? Nope, that's not my problem then. Exactly. I believe we should continue those conversations. And sometimes I I get frustrated when I watch people who I know may have a stance that I want to help them not have anymore. But I can't just say, hey, you need to stop having that stance. Because even then, now I'm being, you know, oppressive, so to say, or I'm trying to drive them away from something, but how do I know I'm right? Depending on how you look at it. The only way that you can know whether you're right or they're right is to have the conversation. So what you have to do in that situation, when when you see that somebody has a stance that you don't think that they should have, you don't just immediately be like, Hey, you're wrong. You shouldn't think this like you're correct in that. What you should do is broach the topic fairly broadly and then slowly narrow it down so that in another way, the, 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 the primary way that I tend to approach these things is I try and steel man the, the yeah. argument that I disagree with. I will, I will be like, Hey, you've said this, I disagree with it. This is, I'm, I'm going to try and relay it back to you from my understanding and perspective. And you can tell me where I've got it wrong and start the conversation from there. That way the pressure's on you and not on them, right? You're, you're, and you're, you're giving them a safe way, a more comfortable way to enter into the conversation. And that's where I like, I, I heard on y'all's conversation uh, with free will, you and, and, and Troy, and you did that, right? Like you started off, well, let me understand your perspective on it. And, and that's kind of why I do that sometimes on posts, but I know that some people won't make a comment just because they don't want to make that comment. But I also know that both sides could, I say both sides, because most of the topics lately are, are polar, but there is no such thing it's a bell curve on every conversation. There is no such thing as one side or the other. But my point is both sides of the, the topic at hand may need some education. Right. And that's, and usually that's the, case. the hard thing to do yeah. is to shove people out there front and make them have the conversation, not make them have the hate, not make them have the frustration, but the conversation itself. So I'll, I tend to do that. I tend to try and figure out a way to force that conversation on, on social media because I, I don't know how else to do it with some people and people will shy away or when you're behind closed doors, people will start a conversation with you and then figure out your stance and then just go, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're cool here because they also don't want the confrontation in person. Right. And that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast and wanted to do it in the first place is I know that not everyone's going to be willing to participate in the conversation, but if there's as many outlets as possible, right? Cause I'm, I'm not the greatest, right? I get that. I'm not the, the most popular. I'm not the loudest voice and I don't think that I should be, but I do think that there should be places and opportunities for people to listen to the conversations 
because they, they don't have to participate to be educated, right? They don't have to have the confrontation to learn. They don't have to put themselves in the spotlight. They can listen. And, and, and that's the thing. You can't force them to be in the conversation. You can only present the opportunity. So if they can listen to the conversation, then your only hope, right, is that they'll hear it and then maybe they'll learn from it. Maybe they won't, right? It, it's going to be hit and miss. You're going to have some wins. You're going to have some losses, but it's the best that you can do. And we just have to live with that. I'm not going to change everybody's mind. And, and most of the time, I'm not out to change anybody's mind. I'm out to plant a couple of seeds, and then hopefully it'll grow from there. Because you cannot change a person's mind in one conversation. It's impossible. Well, you, or it's, so, it's so highly I, unlikely. There's I won't a say power it's dynamic that people have to let go. There's a death of ego that has to happen in order for me to fully digest what you're telling me. I have to not only internally see where I might have some flaws in my stance, now I need to, in turn, be able to regurgitate what you've given me to ensure that I've heard it the right way. Exactly. And then change my mind and my thinking on something that is brand new to me. That's a lot to ask. It is. And, of a mind. And that's why I don't, I don't follow that one conversation format. Because if I have a conversation with somebody and at the end of it, regardless of how long it is, right? It could be a nine-hour conversation. At the end of it, if they're like, you know what? You're right. I agree with you. And I'm like, you, you don't. You don't yet. You can't. No. Right. Because we just finished the conversation. You need to have that ingestion period where you, where Some you take that knowledge. Faster than others. Uh, yes, yes. But, and, and maybe I'm just too skeptical because that's a thing. You can be too skeptical. Yes, true. Um, but, and, and maybe they do, maybe they fully comprehended everything I've said and I've managed to change their, you know, well, their mind or their perspective I mean, yeah. about it. But I would still, before I fully would consider them on my side, it would be like, okay, I, I need to know that you've had time to fully process this. And then I, I would like to hear you hand it back to me because maybe you think you've comprehended and, and, and I didn't communicate my perspective efficiently. Exactly. Regurgitation I, of something is one thing, but being able to re deliver it in your own perspective. There you go. That's, that's true understanding of that's something. Full right? digestion, and, yeah. and that's, that's where I would expect, the conversation to go. And if they still go, well, I mean, it's still kind of, all right, that's fine. Go, go. Cause it, sometimes our brains can't initially just say, okay, ah, I grasp this new concept. You, right. you have to work it through and let it fit in because uh, even, you know, we're, we're a predictive nature, right? So if predictively this was what made sense to your brain, now you get this new idea, your brain still has to fiddle with all the possible predictions that it wants to try and go through before it says, ah, yes, I accept that. And this is why, and this is why, and it matches with this. And if that, this is better. You get what I'm saying? Yes. That's kind of where I also like to say that no one is wrong. And I know that's like a, a, a big mm. statement to make, but not, nothing is wrong depending on where your perspective comes from. Because we as human beings, right? We, um, we, you know what? You said this very well. And in, in one of your other podcasts where you're talking about uh, free will, because that one is the most recent in my head, but it, it had That's a fun. lot of topics on I, it. I love that right? one. We can we can constantly go back to that one. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> because the, the one of the things you said is like um, the baby cries uh, because they want something, right? Right. So it's, it's very primitive in us. Primitive. So when we see something and, and we learn about something, that's how we take it. It's, it's what we now call, whether you call it free will or, or you just now call it the way things are. I don't know what you want to call it. Instinct but is what I would that's call That's your it. perception. That's your perspective. 
this is what you understand. Now, if you're shown something more like the baby cries, the mama has to go get the milk uh, or, or, you know, give you the tea or make a formula. Then you realize, okay, so maybe asking first is the best answer instead of just crying, right? Hey mama, I'm going to get hungry. Can we start this? And then she goes and she sets it all up and then you eat, right? Mm -hmm. Or then realize now a new perspective years later, everything's on the schedule. Is it lunchtime? I don't even have to ask her yet. Right. You keep peeling back that. I, I say for a lack of analogies, onion, right? Cause each layer of the onion, you get a new perspective or you get a new look, but it's still the same, right? Yeah. You're, you're still hungry. You're constantly you're developing new levels of understanding. Right. So at what point are you wrong in any of this? So I like, understand where you're when coming you start from. first cried, you were right to cry because that's what you knew. Then when you were like, hey, mom, I'm hungry, you were still right. You weren't wrong. And it comes from, it, it's that idea that you're never wrong because you only know what you know. And as human beings, we're only made to survive. So our main objective here is to survive. It's not necessarily to um, hurt others or offend others. And at the moment of um, a decision-making that you have to have, right, you're going to base your decision off of everything you know already and what you predict that's going to come from it. Mm -hmm. And for you to survive, this is the decision you make. Now, is that wrong? And that's one of the biggest moral issues in my head with whether or not it's free will as, as you were talking about it, or, you know, are we making a moral decision or are we just living to survive? You know, how primitive uh, do you want to take it in the conversation? to explain the fact that we're not wrong. Well, I know <laughs> like I, I can, I can answer you this where I'm you. going with this. Yeah, yes. I, yeah. I, I, I see that you're struggling with it and I can give you an answer and hopefully it helps. All right. Um, it, it is a moral decision, right? It, it, it falls under the moral landscape when, when we're talking about this, it, it has to come from a, a level of empathy because you're correct yeah. in saying that you're not wrong. If you're only coming from that perspective. All right. The thing is, is you have to be empathetic to have that understanding, which you've nailed. The, the, the issue that people have is when they're having these conversations, they don't have that understanding. They say that the other person is wrong because they're only looking at the issue discussed from their own perspective, right? So yeah. one of the things that I try, and I've said this a lot, and it gets a lot of backlash, any form of education is a form of world domination, Right. So when you're trying to educate somebody, because here's the thing, when you're trying to educate something on someone or to someone, you're saying, this is how it is. So I need you to stop your way of thinking and go with my way of thinking. It's the only way that it works. Every, every culture, every society, every moral development that we've made falls under world domination in the sense that from my moral perspective, this is the way that the world would function at its best. So mm. I need to conquer your morality with my own morality. No. Right? Now, yeah, yes. All textbooks no, are written by winners. Because, here's where I'm stepping up to the plate. And go for it. Simply because I have been in positions where it is my responsibility as a man to teach a younger man that is in my care not how to think or what to think, but how to observe and what to see and what not to see. And survival then is on, on you. I'm not doing anything but teaching you how to observe. Which is still a form of education. That's not a form of domination. Okay, so 
teaching you I'm to not put your head about on a physically school. dominating the other person. You said education, teaching someone observation skills. Is yes, is education. Is education. Hey, hey oh, Charles shit. is here. What's up? Bum, 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 okay, bum. so so here's the thing. I, I I'm I'm not I'm Yo, not saying this in the terms. Charles, man. I, everybody knows Charles. He can say hi. Bobby I've don't know him. My boy Bobby don't know Bobby. Charles. Bobby, this is Charles. Say hi to Bobby. Hey, that's up, my mom. That's okay. my man right there. That's my so boy. here's the thing. I'm I'm not saying this as in a sense of physically dominating the other person. What I'm talking about is when you're when you're discussing an issue from your sense of morality, right? From your perspective, morality. You, yeah. Okay. All right, and or education, because when we talk, here's oh. the thing: education is teaching someone your way of thinking. Correct? Is it? How is it not? Sometimes I'm just helping you learn how to think. Which is still a form of education. You think that the person doesn't think correctly, and so you're teaching them how to think. Sometimes me teaching is about you. Through my teaching, you learn more about yourself. I'm not teaching you anything about the world or what to decide. You're teaching them how to understand I'm themselves. I'm teaching you how to unlock yourself, and then the rest of those decisions are on you. That's right. leadership. But you've made the decision that they don't know how to think about themselves properly, so not you're going to guide all. them how I'm to. I'm demonstrating I, I'm going to say this is what this is. I'm going to demonstrate it, and I'm going to show you how these pattern recognitions can be recognized in this environment, and then whatever decisions you make based on these pattern recognitions that will increase your survivability rate in said environment is then on you. Consequences are still on you. I understand that, and I'm not saying that they're not. But you're saying world domination, and yes. that is, no, that's, when you say domination, that is an objective-based process. Well, I would say that it's subjective, but yes. Observation. Oh, well, objective in the sense that you have however, an objective to accomplish. Observation is not objective-based. Okay, but you're teaching them a skill, correct? What if I teach you meditation? We're taking over the world, homie. Do you think that the world would function better? <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're educating someone, you're trying to get them to think more aligned with yourself. No. Yes. Not necessarily. I'm teaching you how to think within this water. Everything else is around us is water, right? Okay. This is, if I'm talking to you about the levels and the pH balance of the fucking water, I'm not telling you how, where to swim and where to get away from a fucking shark. No, but okay. Here, okay, when, so when, when uh, you're, you're, you're making this too complicated. Here's Help the me. thing. Somebody doesn't understand the pH. Okay, I am. Help me, white man. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. I need you to white man explain this to me. See, here's the thing. He pulled the race card because he was losing. <laughs> True. True. Okay, so. so I'll, 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 it's the verbal, the verbal version of hugging when you're boxing. Okay, so here's the thing. Let, let's say you're a marine biologist, right? And somebody doesn't understand the pH levels of water. Free Willy. Free Free Willy. <laughs> So we were just discussing free will, so that was the great pun. Um, <laughs> I will be okay, there. But so here's the thing. You're a marine biologist. Somebody doesn't understand the pH levels of water. Yeah. You teach them how to understand the pH levels of water because you think it's important. Now you have one more person that understands what you're trying to get people to learn. We got another really? call in. Really, Charles? <laughs> The so reason, okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm using the wrong terminology here, but yeah. so for me, education and, and, and your morality is something that you think the world would function better under this set of guidelines, no, right? No, it's just saying, hey, this is what I have, and you can either take there, it or leave it. I think there are multiple kinds so, of education and, and learning and stuff, and uh, you're, 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 look, you're looking at based. something more specific 
and like uh, you want someone to learn the way you do this this project. Well, when it comes to morality, that's other... exactly what we're doing. We're saying that the, the the world is better this way. Yeah, with morality because that's objective based teaching. Okay, I say the same <laughs> thing for education because all education is not objective based. Some is subjective based. That's what philosophy courses are. Well, that's I would what argue music that appreciation courses are. See, see, that's this. Oh, here this, you go. You see, go Bobby, this is my semantics. problem with philosophy. He's it's not okay. semantics. He's it's, okay. it's all subjective. <laughs> when you're trying to educate someone, you're simply saying, I'm right about this. This is my knowledge thus far. Okay. Science says that's this is what we know so the, thus far. That's the, the, I say empathetic way to put it, but that's the only term I have for it because that's saying, this is what I know, but I'm not sure if that applies from my perspective does to you person who I'm teaching, it may be different because of your, I mean, it's just like the, the, it's the scientific issues. process. Okay. Well, I, I personally we would theories. tell my child when, when we go, you know, or we do something, Hey, you know, uh, people should be respectful of you. So be respectful of them. But now if I'm uh, a different ethnicity and I'm telling my child, I'm going to tell them a different story because it's truthfully not the same. And I think that's kind of what uh, Matt's trying to get at, Troy, is that he's teaching from a perspective. It may not mean they're trying to dominate, but this is what they know, so this is what they're teaching. And I think what Troy is trying to say is that this is, he's trying to teach not a direction, but just a, hey, this is what I know, take it as, as you will, because it's going to be different for you. More of a theory. Especially for kids nowadays, uh, less, I can't even say less kids are, um, least race like they, they're not so much into the problems that we had with racism growing up because I know it's still there I think they're more not, attuned to it I think they're more attuned to the fact that it's there so they're less aggressive as the kids were when we were growing up mm -hmm. Right. so but my point is is that I think what Troy's trying to say is not so much that he's trying to dominate and explaining he's more trying to say this is just what I know. You have to decide whether or not that's the right or the wrong way to go about it. And that is a better way of teaching than like what you're talking about, the structured teaching at schools and everything. And the winner writes the rule book or writes the books, right? Well, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm not even more... saying that, like, because I think that the structured teaching that we have in schools is garbage. I, I'm just talking a, a broad. It is. All right. So Yo, that's a mouthful. Though, it so. is. That's, that's <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Let me see if I can describe this in a different way. All right. I'll, I'll take world domination out of it. Thank you. All right. It's, it's, it's a bit aggressive. I'll start thinking about it. It is aggressive. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that it's a very aggressive way to approach it. What, what I was getting at is the issue that I think when people are having these conversations is that they solely look at it from their perspective. They don't have the level of empathy to look from another person's perspective. Sure. When, when you are trying to have that conversation, your goal, like what you were talking about, so you, someone you know has a stance that you disagree with and you would like to have the opportunity to change their mind, all right? Your goal is to change their mind. You have an objective. So the way- uh, I think, so if my goal was to change their mind, but again, that's why I say the way I do things a lot of times is not state, this is the answer, because I'm, I'm getting probably wrong. I'm getting to that. Okay, okay, go okay. ahead. So can I, can I jump in real quick though? Can I finish this one thought? No, just real quick. Cause I got something to say. <laughs> and I'm going to forget it cause I'm hot. All right, go for it. Okay. Jump in real quick. Get your feet wet. All right, here we go. Simply because I am a father now. 
I hate to go back and use the dad defense, but that's fine. I got a kid. Change it changes the way you think about things. Okay. So I am more inquisitory in my teaching style with my daughter to say I'm not going to tell you, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Let's talk and let me ask you some questions that are going to guide your thought process to the answer mm-hmm. so that you can start creating that neural pathway yourself. Right. And it's, it's almost like teaching flow chart thinking. Yes. And, and I, that is a method of teaching. Right. Well, like, like I said Hands earlier, off, choose your own adventure. Consequences are your own. Right. I'm wanting to build you to be strong, not do what I tell you to do. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want, to, I'm not going to be there for you. You want her to think for herself and Absolutely. know how to think. That's strength. Agreed. And and so, I, what the point I was going to finish is, okay. I, when I said about starting this podcast and everything, people don't always want to be involved in the conversation. You can only present them the opportunity. Mm. So there's nothing Fair. wrong with admitting to yourself that you don't agree with the stance that this person has. You would like to change their mind. Right mm. here, here, there's nothing wrong with saying. I don't that. always want to change somebody's mind. Okay, that, that's what I'm getting to, though, all right? The best way, right, this is what I was about to finish with, the best way to do that is to present them with the opportunity for the conversation. They'll engage or they won't engage. But like I said, you you start broadly, right? You, you give them a gentle way into the conversation, and then you present what you have, and then it's up to them to change their mind or not. But there's still nothing wrong with acknowledging that your goal was to change their mind. Let's go deeper in that in that one. Because you're okay. talking about a process. Yes. Tighten this motherfucker up. We're going to lean this bitch out. Let's cut the fat off of it. Okay. Okay. I'm in a crunch for motherfucking time. Okay. We got to make an executive motherfucking decision. Okay. And I ain't got a whole lot of time for 20 minutes of civil discourse. Then get to the point. To walk you, <laughs> to walk you around these plates. How do I do it, Coach? Let's dial this motherfucker in. Okay, so get this is how you create a theory that is applicable in multiple situations. You're I asking agree. for a specific specifics that can't apply to everything, man. What did I say that was asking for specifics? You attacked your education system. Yes. You said that is garbage. Complete garbage. Yes. We are talking about so, a so- science. <laughs> education is a science. You go to school. People well, go to school to learn how to educate better. Don't do not so, give me so, that so dead eyed look, motherfucker, a- because I do agree with you. It needs some motherfucking work. Okay. It needs a lot of work. It needs a whole lot of work. Yeah. The okay? current yeah. system that we're using in public schools However, is garbage. Until we get out of a capitalist society, we cannot improve our education system. How not? Ooh, I got argument there. Can I say something? Yes. Go for it. Sharpen so, your spear and bring that shit. Because this just like went <laughs> in a weird. <laughs> this just went in a weird direction, right? Oh, I right. fucked, I fucked so, up. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's no, fine. No, you're good. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with going in so, a weird direction. We get weird tonight. I, I will just. I will just the, overall complete the the original point of. It's fine to want to change somebody's mind. You don't have to directly attack them. Present them with an opportunity. Be gentle with the conversation. And all you can do is hope for the best. I completely sure. agree with that. Yeah, it's still world domination. So, so, anyway, capitalism and education. Nice slide. <laughs> nice slide. I'm Ruff, right. We're was sneaky. he safe? <laughs> was he safe? He slid that in there. Uh, domination. No, that was, that was not safe. He's out of there. Okay, so, so, so help, help Troy connect capitalism and public education. Right, so my... my I, I believe honestly that our school system is more socialist than it is capitalist. 
and I'm talking public schools. And the reason why I state that is we're given a set agenda to do, and you have from this grade to this grade to do it. And if you get done early, you still have to do it. Let's take, for example, uh, my, my own child, she's a little bit smart. I'm scared of her. Uh, it is a weird feeling when you find out that your kid's smarter than you thought they were oh especially whenever i look at her and like why is your face green and you got markers in your hand what is wrong with you and she's like "Ah, ha ha the (laughs) point is she's technically done with math as a sophomore for high school Mm -hmm. but in high school you have to have four math classes so she has to stay at the school and has to take another math class. Now, she can take an AP course, which is a college-level course, and get a test, take a grade for it, whatever, and now she has a college credit, but she still has to stay at school and do it. There's a lot of places where they allow instead them to go to college and do it, and there's some places they don't, but at the same time, they still have to stay enrolled in high school. You just Now, if it was a capitalist thing, well, no, no, no. With a capitalist perspective, uh, usually what happens with capitalism is for the least amount of money, we get the most product out of it. That's, that's what it tends to go to. And it becomes sometimes cheaper. And usually what happens is what we, you would expect is, Hey, we're going to try and send your kids to school as early as we can and get them out as early as possible and give them the same amount of education. So we spend less money on teachers and have them at the schools less time. That's what I would expect out of a capitalist system, which is funny because this is what I believe would be a better school system is if a kid at three years old can read, can count. Why, why can't they go to school? Why can't they start at, you know, kindergarten at three? And then why can't they be done at nine if they're able to be? Because academic but, development and social de- development don't always parallel. Because it's run by state and it's run by, we, we have laws in place that state, this is how it has to be. You have to go for this amount of time. I, I, I knew someone who um, graduated high school early uh, but the, went to college as a, I want to say as a junior in high school, instead went to college. And the, when they enrolled in college, they let them sit up and they started their classes. And then two or three days into their first class, the, uh, uh, she got pulled out and then was told, you have to disenroll from school or you also have to go back to high school and take PE at the same time as you're going to college because you don't have four PE credits from high school that's, that's not capitalism because capitalism would go, Oh no, she's done. Sign that off. We're out of here. That's, that's not an issue for us because she's already done what she needed to do. And we don't need to spend more money on this. That's more of a sign of, you know, a curriculum that's set out from a specific standard run by a government, which is more socialism. I'm thinking you get what I'm saying? a little backwards on that because whenever the kid gets put back into high school and they keep them the full 13 years, then they get more money from, you know, the, you know, from the parents paying into the taxes for that. Yeah. But But they get that money from what? Taxpayers, which is a socialist structure. That's my point. And it's unfortunate because I I truly believe if I I could spend that money, uh, there's a school out there. If this is capitalism, which, which they do this, uh, and they're called private schools. Some private schools will be like, Hey man, you send your kid here pay more money. We'll try and get them out early as possible. They could start college by the time they're 16. Like that's, that's a thing that would, that's not how our public school system is run because it is more of a socialist system. 
Our schools and, and are he, paid by the, state funds, right? Yeah, yes. they, they get mm-hmm. paid by how many huh? kids are there. Right. And they, by what grades they're doing. And, and what town so you're that's in. Why. And so they get paid by butts and seats. Yes. Yeah. So the state gives and them that, money for butts and seats. Yes. And that's exactly that how it works. That is a capitalist society. But that's also how socialism works. If you have X number of people in a town and X number of people need food, well, you have we're looking at 37 these, people, so we give you 37 we're, rations. We're looking at these like they're just these an apple and an orange, and there's no levels of duality between these two ideologies. Well, when diplomacy exists in the middle yeah, they do both of go into it. Well, see, here's the thing. socialism they're, and capitalism, in, in the middle is diplomacy. You're both right shit, in the baby. sense that it has a socialist structure and it has a capitalist structure. All right, here, here's... Mm-hmm. Here's the main issue, the the age thing that you're talking about and the, the number of courses that they have to take and whatnot, that is primarily in place because the, the system has to be set for the broad spectrum of students we have. We're going to have students that do poorly. We're going to have students that do great. We're going to have a huge chunk in the middle that do all right. So it's right. objective based. My issue with education as far as public education goes right now is I think that we put too much emphasis on teaching kids shit they're not going to use all right not every kid's going to grow up to be a lawyer not every kid's going to grow up to be a doctor not every kid's going to grow up to be a mechanic we the education Are you talking system about the skills battery test that they take well yeah the education system isn't designed around what aptitude a kid has we've set this generalized structure of what we think every kid should have and then we say this is what we're going to teach you to test on then we're going to test you on it and then your life is determined based on how well you do on those tests okay. i think that is so garbage is that- so let's rewind okay, this okay. film and say that there are people that have dedicated their lives to the field of education. They yeah. have gone and they have studied the field. They have turned it into a science. And in turn, teachers have become to create other teachers and teach other teachers. Yes. In the yep. process of doing that, they have to create a pool of knowledge that learned educators believe is a necessary pool of knowledge for every student to have to successfully move to a collegiate level of education where they can in turn imply, uh, apply that knowledge. And they need to demonstrate that they can retain this pool of knowledge before they move to a collegiate level where the learners are then taught to teach themselves. Mm-hmm. College is about teaching learners to teach themselves, right? Um, Do you agree with that? To, to an extent, yeah. It opens your mind a little bit. It opens up your your socioeconomic structure a little bit. And, and you're in a small little microcosm in college. Mm-hmm. With people you might have seen before, you might not have. Right? But it's, it's a different world than the real world. It's not the same as high school. It's more serious than high school. But it's not quite the professional world. Agreed. So, my point. Let me get back to the. <laughs> I'm high well, as fuck, well, so I'm gonna get chatty. But where I'm going? No, I, is, I, I like. What's go up? ahead. I, well, I was gonna say I like where you're going with this, and it and it makes me you know kind of try and uh, get your perspective on it, but still uh, apply it to what I'm getting at, so that you get where I'm coming from. Okay. And I think the biggest uh, the biggest problem is that. I looked at school as very beneficial for a baseline high school or, or, you know, K through 12 as a baseline of information. And that is it. Right. Just a baseline. That's it. And then when I went to college, I look at it as a, a broader baseline, but you can also nitpick and get your, what are they, your curriculum that you want. Right. Specify the the thing that, right. 
the one thing that had always tripped me up about the military is the ASVAB, right? The army has the ASVAB. I think different brands, different branches have different tests, but it tests you on specific skills. And it says, these are the jobs you're allowed to do based on how you did this test. Right. That's right. That that's two different ways of doing things. One is a broad spectrum of, of knowledge let you move on to get a, a more narrowed point and let you move on farther to get your bachelor's and get a more narrow point and let you pigeonhole yourself into some education thing that will give you a degree that you paid for and spent a lot of money on that is very useless. Uh, side point. No, it's a good <laughs> that point. To me, that in itself, the college aspect of it is where capitalism comes in and is a problem. Your K through 12, I, agree with I that. feel is not that issue. I think it's more so capitalistic right. than anything else. Okay, so because there are a lot of programs that were taken away that should still exist because they were teaching skill sets, shop class, for instance, the arts, I 100% the weight agree. class is gone. So why? That, because that's the football the, team needs more money. That's one of the issues that I have. <laughs> that's here, capitalism. So as, as you put college, <laughs> so as you put college is where you go to get more specified knowledge and what you want to do with life, right? All right, and then you right. also mentioned the the ASVAB testing, all right, which typically kids. Uh, like, um, like when I was in high school, they, they gave it to us in high school and everything. So that way, we, you know, if you chose to go into the military, you already had a starting point. Right. Here's the thing. Yeah. You're at, at that age of, you know, 16 to 18, whenever it is that you're graduating high school, you then have the option, you know, let's just stick with those two of speak, like picking something in college to get more specified knowledge on, or taking this ASVAB test for them to then narrow down what you can pick from and say, you have your choice from this pool of options. Guess what man Bobby The did. education, yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the education that I have a problem with is up until that point, the education system has not developed you in a way to choose what you're going to get more specified knowledge in or have the opportunity to actively activate that pool of Absolute, options. Absolutely Okay, agree. that's why I say that the education system is garbage. They've given you these set guidelines that they say you have to learn, and I say that is bullshit. The education system, and I don't have a perfect answer for this. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't will, think I'm willing to acknowledge capitalism that. that's ruining that. I don't think it's capitalism that's ruining that. I think it's the socialism aspect of K to twelve that's ruining it. But we all agree that it's being ruined. It is. But I guess it is our, being uh, ruined. We're we're just approaching right. it from I, my, my. I think we are approaching it really arrogantly. How? Because I want kids to have the opportunity to actually have experiences so they can figure out what they might be good at. How long have we been doing structured education in America? How long have we been doing it incorrectly is the question that I would ask. Because here's the thing. The, I mean, other countries hold, hold on, do hold it on. different. Do you know the history of public education? <laughs> no, motherfucker. I'm, I'm going to give you a broad sense here. The, the public education. I do drones, son. You've seen the footage. <laughs> I do drones. <laughs> the public education system that you're familiar with was designed and developed around producing factory workers. That was it. Mm. You've got a bell that tells you where to go, when to go, mm. when to eat, how to eat, where to eat. Like it was all designed. You want to talk about drones? It was specifically designed to create drones. It was all about but creating do, factory workers. It wasn't about actually giving you a anymore. proper education. It wasn't figuring about what you had an aptitude for. It was about creating a working class for the for the one percenters to make a profit off of. The education Unless, system we have now was specifically designed to hold people back. That the fact that like we're still you could win the lottery and you don't have well, to go. Okay, to the, like first off, show. I think you guys are approaching this Keep incorrectly to be arguing about capitalism and socialism. I think that's capitalism. Well, you could you could fit it to socialism as well. 
Because in the socialism, socialism don't yeah. like it like capitalism does. <laughs> capitalism gets wet when you say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> socialism be like, I guess. I didn't know how we were going to fit WAP into this, but we just did. <laughs> some wet-ass capitalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shit is moist. <laughs> I, 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 think that, I think that it's too Macaroni difficult, and, and I think it's incorrect to try and blame it on a socialist structure or a capitalist structure. It's just the overall educational structure is garbage, in my opinion. We need to it's figure out the system. best way to look at it. Yeah, we need to figure you're, out a system gonna talk to help develop kids' garbage. aptitudes, right? Yeah. Find out what they're interested in and give them the opportunity to excel at it. Or, more specifically, so, find out what they are good at and then provide them the opportunities to get better at that. Don't you think that we're kind of on the trajectory? I'm not going to say we're there yet to end up having to do that any fucking way. We're, we're, we're headed that way because more people are having the conversation and more people are challenging the current educational system. All right, it's mm-hmm. that. So I maybe, There's another front of technological advances that say, hey, yes. we might not need to put pictures on the register at McDonald's anymore. <laughs> we can get robots to do this now. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that's another level of advancement for society is we could get rid of a lot of jobs Right, we we could Somebody actually. Somebody gotta cook the fries, though. What not necessarily. What do we do with them? Uh, okay, Automation, so, bro. Basic well, minimum. Go. Are we going down that uh, rabbit hole? Oh, I think we're about to. I think we're about to. You want to talk tech, so, Bobby? So, one of the arguments <laughs> made for uh, people call it like the Star Trek government or whatever. One of the arguments that they make is that if we Federation? automated, yeah, is, 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 I. I actually asked somebody once this when they brought that up. I was like, if you're going to use that analogy, right, that we should have a Star Trek government or we should live in the Star Trek universe. Too much representation. Well, no, here's the thing. (laughs) Explain to me what the fuck it is, how it works, and how they got it. If you can't do that, then you don't get to point to Star Trek and say, I want that. Well, you can. can, Do I get it? Holy shit. If you could do that, go for it. Bro, no one has ever done it before. Has ever been invented. Well, because <laughs> here's the, the thing: I may I not have watched that. every single <laughs> episode, but I don't. Rem- there's no episode that they explained how they got to that point. They didn't have to, bro. So, so we are getting there right, right now. Here's, here's the thing: if you if you say I want that, and that's where we should be, you need to be able to explain it. You have to. That's right. Or, or else you're just being lazy. You're just saying so I, I, it's like me saying I want a million dollars, but I don't want to do anything to get it. No, you have to and create that positive energy. And this is where the problem energy. with it comes from. I was reading this shit on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bobby, please, please, yes. please so interject here. That off. <laughs> so, so, so have you read the secret? Minimum, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, <laughs> totally derailed now. Yeah. You guys it's, know what a basic minimum is, right? Uh, wait, what? The basic minimum income or basic minimum? Uh, Are you talking uh, about universal allowance? basic income? He's talking yeah. about Yang. Okay, Yang is UB, UB, Universal Basic Income. So so that was the I, – I read about basic minimum, I don't know how many years ago, a, a while ago when I was trying to understand why everybody wanted automation. And this was – I'd probably say almost 10 years ago. And I, I saw something in a TED Talk too uh, that made me go, oh, God, this is where we're headed. And, and we're headed there in a bad way. And if you look at the movie WALL-E, that's what it is. Uh, all, all those people got a basic minimum and, and, and we all turn into fat slobs in floating chairs and making shit decisions over our, so we're already right? here, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what, that's what people think they want. Right. And, and in my head, 
I'm like, that's, that's insane to me because basically what you're saying is that you don't have any aspirations in life and you don't want to achieve or accomplish anything on your own and be able to say, I made this, I did this, or I created, because that's what drives some of us, right? Cause we all have something that drives us differently, but a basic minimum is, is saying that, Hey, society has uh, automated shipping. I mean, there's a McDonald's in Texas somewhere that has an automated fry machine. Uh, it's the one that looks like the happy meal in Dallas. Uh huh. They used to do competitions there on who can make the burgers faster, right? Right. They got machines that do it just as fast now. So you really don't need anyone. You And they have kiosks there just to show you, hey, we're transitioning. This is what you wanted when you asked for $15 an hour. Instead, we're giving you a kiosk. And the only people that work here are the ones who can keep all of this flowing really well. So they'll get that $15 an hour. Uh, anyone else who just used to be able to make fries, because being fries are done, they can dump them in a container and throw some salt on it. They won't have a job. Right. We got machines that do that. So you head that direction where all of these basic jobs are done and everyone gets a basic amount of things, right? The, whether you call it basic income or uh, allowance, right? Because some people call it one or the other because it's based off different concepts. One is you get a certain amount of money mm-hmm. uh, and one is you get all the things you need, right? A house, food and whatnot. And if you want more money or you want money, you get a job that you can't actually create with like if somebody wants something, they have to make it right. <laughs> or they have, they get it cause it's given to them. Right. But if you wanted something neat in your home, like a, a, a poster on a wall or a painting or something, you have to create that. Those are the kind of people that are going to thrive the best are the creative types are the ones who still want to achieve things and do things or other people, i.e. the Star Trek version. Um, they just want to explore. So they just help explore. They help. Cause if you look at star Trek and, and anytime they're ever on the ship, are they actually pulling things out and repairing things? No, they're pushing buttons. They're, they're turning the backup on. They're turning the redundant on. They're making this one work in a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not actually swapping out equipment. They don't actually have their hands in there doing things. And if they do, they're like, I don't know why it's not working because well, that's not what they're taught anymore. <laughs> it's all done for them. Right. And star Wars does the same thing where there is no, the joke is there's no paper in star Wars until like the last movies because Disney, but there's no paper in star Wars because everything is automated and done for them by robots. They don't need to write anything down. They don't need to do anything like that. Right. This concept of basic minimum and a, a automated world has been around in a lot of creative people's minds for a while. And they've based a lot of movies and TV shows off of it. And people are starting to understand, Holy crap, this is what we're going to go to. I hate the concept but I understand the need for it. The Star Trek version that you're talking about, there's going to be a certain point where we can literally leave the planet, leave our solar system and explore at that point. When you have the ability, I, there's a, man, I'm so bad at words and terms. There's a, uh, version of society. You're, you're tiered levels of a society, right? A class uh, we're like a zero. Well, well, based on how well we can, uh, manipulate things around us. Like if we were fully running off solar power, the whole planet was, I think we'd go into a, uh, a level one civilization. Okay. If we're able to leave the solar system, we can go to a level two civilization. There's a, a bunch of nerds make these terms up. <laughs> <laughs> My point is I'd have to look it up and, and, and give you the terminology later, but it's theories, right? Um, Are you talking about the Kardashev scale? Ah, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, so the, the idea that we can get to a point where we can explore and go to other places, at that point, 
to leave our solar system, be able to travel that far, our technology would have to be well enough that basically everything's automated for us and things are taken care of for us. So we, we don't need things. We just need resources and a purpose to live. And in that purpose would probably just be to understand why everything is there. And, and that's the point of Star Trek is just to go around and explore, see what's never been seen before and to understand it. And the only way to get there is to head down that path of automation because at one point you will go, everything's done for me. What do I do now? And that mm-hmm. goes back to Alan Waz's philosophy on the whole theory behind why you're born. Long topic. But he gets into that same concept of if you're given everything, after a while you would want chaos. right? If you've done everything and you've gone through everything, you'd get bored with it. Comfort Maybe that's what that Star Trek version is. Sorry. Sure. And, and I think that's my, my issue with the concept of going through a basic minimum and fully automated society is what will people do when they wake up one day and go, I don't have to listen to a bell ring and check in and check out. And I don't have nothing to do. And I don't, and some people will start to feel down on themselves because they can't do what some other people can do because of gen- genetic deep disposition. So- and that, that becomes a depressing thought to think about for other people. So I would actually approach this from the exact opposite side of that in the sense that if you open up the opportunity for people to not have to live mundane nine to five, do your job, and that's all you get to do in life, you've opened up the opportunity for them to actually explore and figure out things that they might be interested in. Because uh, most of the people that I've talked to that, that have a desire for this, what they see wrong with society is the fact that we have such a large number of people that their entire life goes by and it's almost entirely dedicated to working a job just so that they can live. So the goal for them would be to open up the possibility for them to have the whole world at their fingertips. And when you talk about people getting bored, you, you have the whole world at your fingertips. If technology gets to the point that we could get off this world, now you have even more at your fingertips. There's always going to be something for them to find. They don't have to, and that's how it works. They don't have to be the best at something. They're going to, Here's the thing. You could you could be like, okay, you know what? I'm not a mechanic, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. But I now have this ability to just go and travel the world. Yo, I, I'm going to be real with you. That thought alone is fucking beautiful. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah. a beautiful fucking thought. But I got to shoot that shit in the dick, dog. <laughs> look <laughs> got to shoot at it in the dick. Because it's too fucking naive, dude. man. You got to understand with everything at its fucking fingertips, some motherfuckers are going to just choose to be fucking assholes. There's, you, you, you're expecting a productive thought process of what they want to become in some intrinsic reward system that's, that, that is built. And you're, you're assigning your character traits to people that you don't even fucking know. There are some people perfectly comfortable being the dick as they are. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. You're always going to have everything. that. They literally have everything at their fingertips. And so they choose to be little assholes. That's how we got Donald Trump. <laughs> we got Donald Trump. Not, not because he had everything, but because he Did always he wanted to, more. He had, he, so what do you think these people are going to become? Here's, here's the thing. You're always going to have that section of the populace that is going to be problematic. But just think about the people in your social circle. Do you think that the majority of them 
would become chaotic anarchists if they were then given the opportunity to choose what they could do with their lives. Listen. The so, Troy, are- you're making it sound like that, that people are predisposed to react a specific way. And I do believe that some are. Some are. I okay. agree. But what I'm saying okay. is the majority aren't. I would say so in our culture, we which we to- have to incorporate in this conversation, which is our culture, right. and we have okay. a growth culture, and just like mental health is being more supported, growth and positive aspirations and who you become yes. is supported. And everybody loves the underdog story. That's why we have uh, the next big show star or whatever. So people out of nobodies can become somebody if they have some talent. Right. We, we love that. We love that. We feed off that Because shit. we want it for ourselves. So that's part of our culture. That's not indicative of the people inside of it. There's yes, it a, is, because the culture are the people. Not always. The culture in our culture. Specifically, is, a culture is the people that make it up. No, in our culture, it's dominated by the people with the money. They choose the message that gets displayed over the media because it's programming. Yes, and they use that particular message because they, they know that, that it resonates with against people. against you because it resonates with the level of empathy that's really not shown right. in fucking reality. Right, and so the reason why people intake all these game shows where somebody suddenly wins a large amount of money is because we would like to have that kind of we freedom. Of it. Right. Now, if if society was now formed in a way that you could have that level of freedom. What happens to them? They get to enjoy that freedom. No, no. Tell Why the not? real story, man. Tell the whole fucking I am. story. Okay, then let's go. Let's go pull up. We got the laptop open. Go pull up the motherfuckers that won all that money, that won the lottery. And see where they at. See, that's a different thing. No, nah, no. Nah, yes, it nah. is. We on that we on that board. No, you got okay, everything here, well, you can ever dream of. Thing. That is a completely different you thing. You got everything you can ever dream of. The lottery right now is like at some ignorant ass number, dog. It's like at 60 a billion. million. Damn near. It's some it's some ignorant mo- motherfucking number. If somebody wins that tomorrow, what do you need? Okay. What do you need? Okay, this is why I say that it's a completely different situation. You've now taken somebody out of our current societal structure and you've you've yeah. given that one person. I'm giving insane, you what you asked hold for. On, hold on. You've given someone an insane amount of money that they have no idea how to handle. This right. is what you want. Is this no, not why no, you're I'm not saying take everyone out and give them a billion dollars. That's not what I'm saying at no. all. Okay. I'm saying it would be a complete restructure of society to where, yeah, you don't have a hundred million dollars to go out and do anything and everything that you want to do. But suddenly you have this vast array of new freedoms to where you're like, you know what? I don't have to work a desk job every day that I fucking hate just so that I have a place to sleep and some food to eat. I can actually go out and travel. You know, how hey, many retired hey, people do like, you know? Several. Oh, How's lot. it going for? Not that bad. Mm. So that's that's the There's argument. a transformation so, that has okay, to happen so when they retire here, because here. they've given their entire life to a system. <laughs> that's the problem. So they've the given their they entire life to a system. And they don't. The system is the problem that caused the issues that they're having if now. What you're saying is the case, and everybody that retires will be living this carefree life, becoming whoever the fuck they wanted to because they served their time to the system, and now they have their freedom. Okay, that's but I know not people what I'm who saying. are doing that, Troy. I, I know a couple to too. However, I also know two people that I live with that are terrified of retirement. Phyllis does not like being retired because they're programmed because, because into why? this system. And this will go back to my point, right? They'll, they'll, they want, they need something. So you to agree do. with me? They need no. something to keep them. <laughs> okay, I try. Troy, help me. Give me, give me a second here on this one. Okay, go because in, go in, son. If you wake up and this is how life is, it's mm-hmm. one thing. But if you were born into a life that's completely different, that's a whole different animal. So if we slowly turn into a society that's based off basic minimum, kids are going to wake up. Like my daughter 
has had an iPhone since iPhones were around. That's all she realizes is that, hey, we have always had these little phones. And we exactly. Can do it, right? But exactly. that's a different thing than just dropping someone in today and saying, like me, if you were to just give me millions of dollars, my dumb ass would waste it on stupid shit. I would have a gold car for no reason. As would and I. I would wreck it and walk <laughs> away from it. But that's different. That's because I don't know how to handle money and I'm an idiot. And that's why my wife is in charge of our bills. That's a different scenario. Secret if time. I was to be raised up in a society where things were given to me and handed to me and not in a society that I was raised in, which is I had to mow lawns at 12 years old so that I didn't have to wear dirty clothes. Right. Like that's a different perspective. And it's totally going to change the way someone handles that perspective. Like me now, uh, as someone who's been able to take care of myself because of work, whatever, I can slowly start realizing I don't need all of those things. And that's what I'm getting at is when somebody does get taken care of and they do have the ability to say, okay, I got this, I got that. Um, I've tried all these different hobbies and done all these different things. I want to give back now because I know other people don't have that. And that's different. I if love other people that. do have I that love too. That, but everybody, it's not going to be this. We wouldn't have laziness. We wouldn't have nihilism. What is nihilism? Sure. You deal with that stuff when you're dealing with these trust fund babies, bro. And if you're but talking that's, about that's raising trust fund okay, civilians, but that's not going to We're not, not talking about out. having an entire society of trust fund babies. Okay. All right. uh, in a sense, that is what a basic minimum does. It, no. it allows you to have the no. things you need and not have to ask for things. No, 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 no. See, the problem with people like Trump and trust fund babies is that they have an excess. All right. What, oh, we're, oh, what, oh, what okay. we're talking about. When, so what they're That's talking. so conceptualized though, right? Like, okay. But here's the thing. I understand that it's subjective, right? But the, the, the concept yeah, behind having a universal high. basic income is that you're providing with people <laughs> just enough to be able to survive, to thrive. You're giving them what you would consider basic human rights, right? You don't have to worry right. about your education. You don't have to worry so about you your health care. basically healthcare. get minimum wage. To an extent, right? But I, but it, uh, it, I would say it's a healthier, upon, it, yeah, it's a healthier yeah. version of minimum wage, right? It's a minimum right. wage that you can actually live off of because let's be honest, you cannot live off of minimum wage right now. You can't do it. Do but you it not think that it's going to change again you if you give automation. somebody an, well, that's true. Were- well, here's the thing. You're still going to have people that rise above and beyond, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you're and looking at get- it from a perspective of you would then have a society of these rich, snotty little shitheads that live in excess, and that's not how it would be. It would simply be a society where you don't have to worry about these basic levels of survival, so that way you have the opportunities to explore other types of advancement. I'm going to talk to you about something real, real quick. Okay. I know people that exist to survive their struggle. Mm -hmm. I think struggle and everybody not being on the same page and everybody not coming from the same background, everybody not having that starting block like that set Mm -hmm. up is what makes our country great. I think you need a level of struggle to develop, to get ambition, to get drive, to get determination. There has to be some, and I think, Financial is the best way to create that struggle in a capitalistic society. So you're saying that the people that die to poverty are just acceptable losses? No, I'm saying that that's going to be a normal part of life, whether we choose to accept it or not. But what if it didn't have to be? I think uh, at some point it's going to be. Even with a basic living income, at some point it's going to be. 
Well, here's the thing. You're not going to take away struggle. There's still going to be struggle in life. But, okay, so let's just say a we're different talking. different level of struggle. Right now, we're only talking about this on a theoretical level, right? We haven't even sure. talked about how we would implement it or anything else like that or how it would work. Okay. Just from a theoretical standpoint. It's would a good it, idea. Would it, would it not be school. awesome to get rid of poverty? It would be wonderful, but it's not possible. It, it is. But what it would do is it would you create have a new level are chronically of poverty. poverty. Exactly. You have chronic poverty people. They just can't handle money. I understand that. All right. But a lot of this. You have sharks. There, there's a way that you that could do this where body. you could even take money out of out of the equation altogether. That would be the but that, then it, So that's what I was getting at before is the difference between basic move minimum away from a income or basic minimum earned. It or, would be or moving allowance. away from a capitalist society. I will completely agree with that direction, okay. sir. Didn't stop arguing against it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm arguing against <laughs> your stances. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna finish. He, he won. He's only arguing just to prove a point. I know. But I know. Strong man. I learned this. I learned this. <laughs> really? This how you gonna do me? This how you gonna do me? I thought you was my boy. Hey, you over to my house? Fish tacos. <laughs> I will. I will say uh, though. I. I do not. And, and this is my problem with this conversation in general. Like you said, we didn't delve into how it would be put into place, but the whole concept of it makes me nervous because I, I get where Troy's coming from because I do know people that it doesn't matter how well things are going. They feel they need more. And I do know people too, that are like, you know, I, I, I don't give a shit. I can just play video games all day, man. Leave me alone. I don't, I don't care that I waste my life and do nothing else with it, but play video games that I'm not even that good at. <laughs> and that's where my problem is. Right. Like they, and I always see someone like who's young and they're playing games all the time and their parents are mad at them or, a friend of mine's kids got problems like that. And I'm like, yo dude, how about this? At least appease your parent and open up a Twitch account and record yourself and make some money and say, Hey, I got a job. I thought, uh, but they don't even want to do that. And that's where my issue with this, with, with this whole concept is that some people, <laughs> it seems, and, I, and it may again, just be the way they were raised. And in a basic minimum income society, maybe that mindset wouldn't be there, but sometimes people just don't have drive. Or they have drive and it's not beneficial. And I, and that's where my, my concern is with it is I personally have no clue how it's going to turn out and it's bringing up new evils in my own head. I, I don't know what else to call them, but new issues that could come up in a different way that we never thought would be a problem before. And right. no matter how I try and spin it in my own head, I can't seem to see it as much better than now. I do see it as better than now, but I also see there's complications that are come from it that, it's not going to be this beautiful Star Trek society that everyone wants. Well, okay, so it can be if we move to Bitcoin. Well, so here, here, here's the thing. One of, one of the things. Someone's an investor. One of the issues that I have with the Star Trek analogy is you're only watching that from one perspective, right? You're, you're watching that, that Star Trek universe from yeah. what I would it's consider valid. to be the most impressive version of that reality. All right, there's yeah. always going to be some downsides. There's always going to be sections of the populace that are not going to be beneficial, that they're not going to be helpful. Did you I, not watch The Mandalorian? I, I did watch The I Mandalorian. But so so, here's, so good. here's the thing. When we're talking about making these grand changes to society, we cannot look at this, what I would consider to be a smaller spectrum of the populace and be like, you know what? This would be awesome, but these people are going to fuck, you know, not be useful so we just shouldn't fucking do it that's right. like saying we, we saying have that. something that could potentially benefit uh, upwards of 70 plus percent of the, of the populace wait a second buddy you changed the scope on me 
No, I didn't. Because okay. I, I told you from well, the beginning that I you were looking at it too narrowly. Okay, well then I acknowledge that I was looking at that too narrowly. <laughs> when you put it in that perspective, absolutely. Yeah, that, bro. Like, that's I mean, what I'm saying. We have to like, always aspire being... to to higher levels of thought well, and that, try new that's things. That's what I'm saying. You like, were, you, I'm it's, a too pre, it's too pessimistic yeah. to be like, okay, yeah, you're going to have people that waste their entire lives playing video games. Well, you don't have that no matter which direction you fucking go. Right. I but, mean, and, and, and so, awesome. Let them waste their lives playing video games. They're going to do that now. I thought we were creating a thought structure based on that society that would kind of reference the Star Trek thing. And so I was saying why we wouldn't do basic universal income because we wouldn't be creating an advanced society until we fix our education but we would we wouldn't our education is the problem with not creating forward-thinking people that's okay. why we are not creating so, scientists so anymore we're not creating here's the thing i agree that universal basic income alone is not a solution but i think that it could be part of the solution it would open it's up take more, more than that i think you see more skill sets and people develop Yes, because you're you're always going. Here's the thing: you're always going to have people that'll sit there and waste their lives, but you're always going to have people that will be innovative. You're always going to have those forward thinking. Innovation is bred by struggle, brother. Not always. Sometimes it's it's built just by laziness, just pure fucking laziness. Well, yeah, Elon Musk (laughs) has a tunneling project (laughs) out in California because he doesn't want to sit in traffic. I get that. Well, and boring what, company is just him going, this is cool. Exactly. <laughs> that's all it is. And I got the money to that's do it. Like freaking flamethrower. What point was that? Cause it, I can. Yeah, well, a lot of the things that we have now, you know, technologically speaking came from sci-fi. Speaking of where things came from, did you know that came Elon Musk's money is daddy's money? I didn't know that. I didn't came know. from a party, a party. How the fuck you say that shit? The I thought, I thought he, did, he got all his money from PayPal and, yeah, but before he got into that, his dad apparently was a uh, big-time part of suppression. Let's hmm. look this up. We're going to Google I, it. Google. Right. You got to Google it. You brought it up. I'm not Googling that shit. All right. it's, it's a Googleable <laughs> offense. That's, a, that's something that we used to do all the time. Someone would bring up an argument and be like, oh, no, I'm telling Google it. You, okay, you so bring that shenanigans back. Apparently, he co-founded board. something called Zip2, a web software company, um, which he sold for $307 million in 1999. Yeah. Who did? Look up his Elon Musk. But before that, right. he came That's from where money. I, so he, he came from money. I apparently, he also made money from PayPal. Uh, right. do, 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 do. Did Elon Musk grow up rich? He belonged to an upper middle class family in South Africa. So while they were wealthy enough to provide for a com- uh, comfortable lifestyle, they couldn't support Musk after he moved to Canada. Yeah. So Musk didn't get M- his early money from his parents for startups. And that's, he, that's he, he did his point. startups on his own. Correct. And that's why I think he drives the innovation the way he does is that he knows uh, people want things and he's not trying to make as much money off of it until it's going versus uh, Bezos does it the opposite direction. He's like, I, I'm trying to make as much money off of it as I go. And then if we create things, we create things. Jeff and Bezos that, is I'm not saying, devil, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, we can get into those. I do not like that human being. But I, I honestly, I think Musk, more than anything, he brings more people's interest to science and technology than anything else. Like, even if he's just redoing, because arguably his uh, a shuttle system is no different than any other system. It's not anything better. He's just figured out how to do it cheaper, right? Uh, and he's I would say that's he's going better. about it. Right. He, 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 
there's there's been systems out there that could land on their own, uh, rocket systems on their own in the past, uh, vertically. He's not innovating. He's, I can't say he's not innovating. The way he's building it is innovative. What he's doing isn't. It's parallel And growth. he's able to, he's able to do it to a point where he can achieve so much faster, cheaper, because he also does the same thing that uh, any small business does at one point, right? He's a bigger business now, but he forces people to work overtime by paying them more because he doesn't have as much overhead. And he also eliminates a bunch of uh, uh, costs because he doesn't have a bunch of compartmentalization of different parts of the system. They all work together. So he doesn't have overhead costs in this town and overhead costs in that town. Everything's all centralized so he can lower costs that way too. Like the way he does it is smart, but the biggest thing that he's doing before Elon Musk started, most of the tech sites out there on YouTube or things that kids could learn from had no interest in space. Most of them. Now there's like two dozen that all follow everything he does every single day. And it gets people to want to head to the society where we leave the planet. It gets people to want to go in that direction where we can explore beyond. And that's something that as a child, I always thought was amazing. And he opened those doors up to people wanting it more. Just like what happened back in the sixties, everyone sat down to watch moon landings on TV. After that, nobody cared anymore. And and people lost interest in all that. He's bringing that interest back tenfold. And I love that part of it. That's the one thing I appreciate about him. I mean, he's going to (laughs) send artists around the moon. That's my boy. (laughs) Soliloquies in the dark. (laughs) He he does it, though, in in a way that it almost feels childlike, too. The way he talks. Uh, He probably is on the spectrum somewhere, and that's why he talks the way he does. But he does it uh, not trying to show you how sophisticated he is. He doesn't care if he fails on stage. He doesn't care if he screws something up, but he's like, hey, this is what we're doing. You don't like it? Yeah. Oh, well. He told me I had to come and out here and talk, so. Yeah. <laughs> he also doesn't do what a, a lot of um, companies do where they say, uh, this is what we want to do. Now go buy our stocks because we're going to get better, right? Uh, and one day we'll be there. He goes, so this is what we did today. That was cool, right? All right, back to it. <laughs> and then his stock goes up just because people go, holy crap, he's already there. He doesn't talk about what they're trying to do in the future as much as he does say, hey, our production lines are set up, so now we're going to start making this. And that was the one thing, takeaway that I got from a couple of different uh, podcasts and, and YouTube feeds off of his battery day. And that's when my brain started to realize, wait a minute, he does stuff extremely different. Because on battery day, when he started talking about the new battery systems, he didn't even uh, uh, acknowledge the future plans of batteries. The whole time he was talking about, this is what our new production facility is doing. This is how it's going to be better. And all of the cal- uh, um, percentages of increase that he's getting from different stages of the batteries build calculated up to almost 50% increase in battery, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't talking about five years from now. He's talking about that's what the new battery is doing. And that's something that, you know, he brags about, like, I don't know why my stocks went up. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> you just created something that everybody's been wanting and asking for and talking about. And then you didn't tell us 10 years from now, that's how we're going to do it. And you're, you're saying, we got it. Ta-da. Like that, it's brilliant because it's good marketing, which I yeah. love. But 
Well, it's also because he's in an opportunity to explore what he's interested in and what he wants to accomplish. And he has the means to go about doing it. Um, He actually co-founded his own school um, specifically uh, like around that form of education where you take what a kid is interested in and what they're good at and you develop their education from that starting point. So, so, so we we talked about that earlier and I've been hesitant to bring this up Okay, because I don't know if I like that mindset, but I also, I can't say I don't because I I do or don't because I never really dug deep enough into it. But Japanese schools, I I learned this from a friend of mine and, and I may be botching it because uh, my kid didn't go through the Japanese school system. She went on base. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way they set it up is at a young age, your first couple of years of school, you all take tests, you know, every so often. And then when you change schools, you change schools based on the score that you made at your test. And at a certain point, you can never come back from a bad grade at a certain age. And my point is, is if let's say they, they do it on a one to 100 basis. And I, again, I'm butchering this, but I'm using this for the explanation factor, right? Of why I don't like this kind of concept. Um, let's say your freshman year, of high school, right? You're about to take a, uh, you, you've been in the top grades. You've been in the, uh, so far, you've always gone to the top school uh, in your growth level, right? And now you're about to take a test and let's say you had a death in the family or let's say it's puberty and you're just lashing out whatever and you do bad on this test and your next, you know, you move to the next grade and you've gone down a school grade. And now this has weighed on you emotionally because you feel like you failed. And now you as a teenager who doesn't understand a lot of things and, and has emotional drives that always steer you in the wrong direction because we're stupid teenage kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you in end up society. making a mistake again. Sure. And it happens a lot because, well, teenagers are teenagers everywhere. But that's, that's <laughs> I'm not saying they have the same problems, but they have still hormonal changes that change your uh, mindset on things. But again, if you do bad at the next, you know, marking period to decide where you're going to go for a college opportunity or even say, give you a college opportunity and you don't get your shit together by then you could be SOL and that's not fair. We'll see. That's, and that's why we have that exact same I, issue with our school system here, but you can retake the SAT. You can retake a lot of this stuff or even don't even take the SATs and you could go to a college and you say, okay, I want to go to college. I'm going to study. I'm going to prep. And they have their own version of SAT. And let's say you do really well. And they're like, okay, fine, sure, you come in. Or right. go to a community college. Uh, and, and then after two years of community college, apply at a bigger school. But I, I, we have those choices to make. Some school systems don't. And, I, and that's where well, and that's I know the beauty, we're... That's the beauty of making that change now is that we get to have these conversations first. And we can take what we like no. about our school system. And we can take what we like about their school system. And we can find a compromise and a combination of the two to make it work. You want to hear my solution to this? Sure. We become one nation between us and our allies. And you decide where you want to go, just like in states. It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. I I love how his solution was something as simple as world peace. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, 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 no. I said allies. We do accept the fact that there are right. countries that we have to go give them some freedom yeah, first. No, no, I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Um, but I, 
I think that an easier way to be would instead of being like, hey, do you like their education or do you like their education or do you like their education? Because, again, you're asking a child. I mean, it, the parent would have to make that decision on behalf of the child. Right. 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 Um, but here's the thing. You're you could make that decision and then your child could perform badly under that system. What what, what so, would be better would be to have the freedom of choice for education systems in every nation. So instead of saying, hey, yeah. we could send them to these nations, we should focus more on solving the problem for us. Because then if it like works. Then got any ring to socialism to it at all? That didn't sound kind of. Well, in capitalism our, in is our, all about county, the freedom of choice. Socialism in, in is all about county, this is how it is and then you do it. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> because we, right now you have the choices between public education, private education, or homeschooling. So you, you have and, a freedom and, of choice between the three. So there's competition. Yes. So there's but when you get into one of them, education. you don't have a freedom anymore. Yes. Returns drive better results. Product, which is the product right. is a highly educated child. Yes. Right. I'm I'm just so saying the, my main point from the beginning is that public education could be more competitive because I don't think that it's competitive towards you homeschooling. Open it up to where you can go anywhere. I, that where you should the have the freedom of choice be? to be able to put your kid in the best position possible. Where would the competition be? Through the other in this county where, where, where my kid goes to school at, if there is a class that the child needs because it, it will benefit them for college and it's not at that school that she goes to, it's at a different school, she can apply to go to that school instead. And if she has a good enough excuse for a reason, the county will allow her to go to that school, but they're not going to pick her up on the school bus all the way across county. Parents have to take her there. Mm-hmm. her because I have a, ch- a daughter that's I always refer to all girl all children are girls but uh, I mean they general, all start out uh, that way is. right <laughs> every fetus starts out feminine True. some of us just Wait. say more that way <laughs> I feel looser in my skin now so my point is, is that <laughs> she has a choice to do this uh, that in itself allows her to start thinking more about her future right uh, of course, the only difference between the two schools near us, uh, I think one of them, they had Chinese and she wanted to learn French anyway, so she's going to the one that's closest. But that's my point. If she decided, hey, instead I want to learn Chinese, I wanted to have a direction with my life, she could do that. And I, I, I still think that's kind of my point is we should have those kind of choices. We shouldn't be locked down to our location on what we have. So, and And that's why I say, you know, have it to where it's open enough to where you can go somewhere else to do it. But what you said was give that opportunity to everyone everywhere, I think makes more sense. And it's going to go that way because everyone's going to be doing school online. So boom, that's the next level I was going to. Yeah. I mean, it's give it time. My frustration with public school is the whole reason why I pulled my daughter out of it. And we're now doing homeschooling because I now have the freedom of choice to present her with better opportunities than what I felt that she was getting through public school. So I I got a question for you on that because I've had this conversation numerous times with me and some a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, our, our kids are all raised around the same time. So we, uh, we all have girls at the same age and we've talked about it numerous times. Uh, one boys are stupid and <laughs> girls complain about boys throughout their whole school career. I swear. But the other thing is our, our kids are smart and, and sometimes we feel like maybe it's better just to bring them home and do the homeschooling part. Right. But then in my head, I'm always like, what about that social aspect? Exactly. And then now I have the, an the way that. things are, my kid is, is forced to do school from home, but I'm not teaching her some at, I'm not even going to exaggerate this. Some person is logging in and saying, 
do this and then logging out. That was, that was, so she's not even getting that social aspect, more or less the other students. <laughs> that was a huge issue with what I was having was going on because like my, do- my daughter's fairly intelligent. She's not the smartest, you know, person in the world. Uh, that's fair. Right. But she, her grades started to have, like they dropped significantly because that was what it was. It was log in. Here's an assignment and do it. And I was like, where's the teaching aspect? How is a kid supposed right. to do an assignment that they haven't been taught on? You expect discipline at a very young age. Well, it, yeah, you were expecting a 12-year-old a, a to log on and do an assignment that they, they're they not familiar with and then get upset when their grades drop. You know, we, we expected way too much. And granted, the, the education system was not prepared for all of this, another part of the problem. But um, so that's one of the reasons why I pushed really hard to homeschool her. And her grades have gone up. Like she was failing math and she just got a 96 on her math test. I, I'm and, over and the, I'm, I'm over the moon saying. with that. Like the results, the results are there. As far as the social aspect goes, uh, That's the point. Th- there's been leaps and bounds because before I, I made the full switch, I've, I've got acquaintances and friends and, you know, former coworkers and stuff like that, that they, I know that they did the homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them first and I said, Hey, what are the programs that you use? How has it worked with your kids? Do you like them? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And I did the research on it and everything. Can I candidly uh, say something though? Sure. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Homeschooled white kids are weird. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't get the social aspect. The social cues aren't there. They weird, they bro. Awkward they weird as awkward. fuck. In every situation, <laughs> they weird as fuck, bro. Okay, so when we grew up, homeschool yo, 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 kids yo, yo, yo. did not have the opportunity. I don't know Matt's child. Is it the same? No, she's cool as shit right now. Yeah, she's my kid, bro. Right now. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to be in three years, bro. Oh, she might be barking and shit when I come in here because you think she can talk to dogs. Oh, man, oh, man. Okay, so here, here's the thing. When we Wait, grew what? up, right? Because you're not that much older than I am. When no. we grew up, homeschool kids didn't have the opportunities that they have now. No, they did so not. So what I got from everyone that I reached out to was that they used uh, like Facebook groups and social media, stuff like that. They It was homeschool parents creating an environment that they could work with each other and they could talk to each other about you know things that worked, things that didn't work. Exactly what I was doing, reaching out, asking for help, information, knowledge, stuff like that. But they, there's programs out there where and groups where they just get together and they set up field trips or like go to the park or something like that and they bring their homeschool kids together so that way they're still getting a social environment to where they meet new kids and they learn about Yo, different but people. It's, it's weird kids meeting other weird kids, bro. <laughs> this, just making it just a compounding weirdness. Yeah. Uh, Yo, you want to play Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> No, man. <laughs> hey, 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 public school kids play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo, I too. I with that shit, too. Uh, but Pokemon was the thing when I was a kid. Yo, Pokemon, Pokemon was Stadium on the N64? <laughs> you don't want to smoke with me, bro. Um, I, I will say that one of the people, I, I'm not going to give out too much information on, but one of the people that I reached out, um, they're a white couple with three adopted black kids. Yo, what's um, up with that? That is so gross. Hold on, hold on. That is so gross. They were family. All right, what? They're, they're, they're mixed How? kids. They're half black. Oh, okay. You didn't so, say they were hybrids. Oh my god! So I'm not going to call them hybrids. Them as my, my, my point is, right, my point bro, is, right. I have a hybrid. My point is, they homeschooled the, their children, right? Okay. 
when I met them, because I haven't been around them in years, right? It's a former coworker of mine. But when I met these kids, do you know their names? I'm not saying their names. Good. Some of the nicest, most respectful children I've what ever were met you in my expecting? life. They weren't fucking weird is my point. <laughs> <laughs> they were well-rounded individuals. They're not weird until they're on your baseball team, bro. Or you're trying to do something or you're like, you invite them out for drinks after work and shit. And then you're like, oh man, this dude was homeschooled. Like you go in the bathroom and they happen to be in there and they're like pulling their pants all the way down the piss of the I, urinal. I went to I went to public school with a kid that did that. It's not just homeschool kids. No, but they get bullied at public school and they learn that's just not okay, bro. Doing it. <laughs> so they don't do that when they're thirty. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we devolved. Uh, <laughs> we devolved. Sorry, this was a good chat. You know, like I loved it. And then it turned and into I, bashing weird white kids. Listen. When this episode comes out, I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> Look, I said what I said, man. Y'all can I, hate I understand me, but this the truth, bro. I understand your point. But I've met plenty of people that were homeschooled that weren't weird. And they always got weird-ass names like Elijah. <laughs> Isn't that like a Bible name? Yeah. Hey, hey, I got two biblical names. What the fuck you saying? I was Shadrach. I got. There we go. That's who. That is not a homeschooled white kid. (laughs) Did you say Shadrach? Yeah. I don't know where the fuck he pulled that one out of. Shadrach. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bro. Oh, I feel like we beat this one to death. Uh, I know uh, Troy wasn't homeschooled, but he's being weird right now. (laughs) Yo, I'm high, son. I told y'all. Y'all talking to Troy plus THC, son. (laughs) I'm going to wrap this one up here. (laughs) I'm going to wrap this one up here, and then we can move to a different topic. Okay, fine. Does this mean I get to hear the outro? Uh, yeah, I can do that this real quick. This is the outro. That way I'll know exactly where to cut it off at. <laughs> this is the outro. <laughs> this is the outro. Which means then I also get to do the intro again. Nice.